Uh, may we turn for just a moment to Ephesians chapter 4, the latter part of that chapter. This uh, is a part of what the Apostle has just been saying, but also it's, it's a further extension into our relationship to each other. As I pointed out on Friday night, beginning with verse 17, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk. And I pointed out that the Gentiles walk one way, the unregenerate Gentiles, and the Apostle describes in detail their ignorance and their darkness, and the fact that they don't have anything to do with the life that is of God, while the Gentiles who have received the life of God, as Paul calls it, we walk in an entirely different way, and there's the difference between the Gentiles in their unbelief and the Gentiles in their belief. And this, this difference is very clear in the way we walk, the things we do the places we go. And there has to be a difference between the believer, between the Christian, and the ungodly. Now we dealt with that. Now we come to uh, an extension here, the same development of thought, but he says, now you Gentiles among yourselves. There's a difference between you and the world, but you Gentiles among yourselves. You in the family, there are problems, there are the bitterness, there's strife, there's other things that develop among you. And he begins in verse 30 and he says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. Since we have been born again, the Holy Spirit has taken up his abode in us. We have received the Spirit of God. And his presence in us is a seal. And it is a guarantee that we shall continue in the faith until that day of the fullness of this redemption in the resurrection. This is the seal. Now you have it. The Spirit of God dwells in you. Now don't you grieve that Spirit. Grieve that spirit, and he's speaking here, especially in your relationship to one another, members of the family, members of the body, members with Christ. And then he says, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Now, beloved, when we come to the Lord's table, as we are doing, we must come clean. We must come with all this bitterness and malice and evil speaking and ask God to pardon it and forgive us and ask us not to and ask that we not indulge in it any longer, anymore. This is what he's talking about. Don't you grieve that spirit. You're sealed. And now as those who have taken Christ and know him and the great 
glory is that we have been bought into this glorious fellowship by the blood of Christ. We are a church. We are his own. Now he says, let all bitterness, that evil speaking, my, how easy it is to speak evil of this person and that person. Sometimes I think the church of Christ almost lives on rumor. The greatest place for rumors you ever saw, just among the people of God. And the church can't survive if it lives on rumor. It just can't survive if it lives on tales. It just can't do it. And what the apostle is saying here, that as the redeemed of God, we are to be kindly affectioned one toward another in honor, preferring one another. And in verse 32 he says, And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. For the sake of Christ, the Father forgave us all of our sins against him. Now for the sake of Christ, we must be willing to forgive the sins of our brethren in the church against us. That's what he's saying at this particular point. Now, beloved, this is the kind of an exhortation that we need when we come to the Holy Communion. Here we sit down together as one beloved family. Here we come redeemed by the blood. Here we come into the very presence of the communion where the Lord has promised to give us grace. I've told you so many times what the means of grace are. First is the Scriptures, and we must attend to the Scriptures at all times. Second, prayer. And we must be persevering in our prayers. And third, the, the, the sacraments of our Lord. Baptism as this sign and this seal of our relationship to him, which we take only once. And then the Holy Communion, which is the table of communion and fellowship, which we take at stated periods. But here we come knowing that Christ has said, Do this in remembrance of me. And here we come knowing that if we come in faith and we come with our hearts cleansed and our, our sins confessed, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And we come with that. And I say that the Lord needs to give us an abundance of grace to keep our tongues, not to speak evil not to spread rumor, that type of thing. And as we come to this table today, remember, be ye kind one to another. And I can't help but think of Joseph again. We, we preached that series on Joseph. But I cannot think of the, uh, the immense amount of grace that God gave to that man. Here his brethren had betrayed him. They'd lied about him. They'd made a slave of him. They'd done all these things to him. And then God raised him up to a place of great, uh, uh, of great influence in Egypt. And then when his brethren came, they couldn't conceive that he would forgive them. But Joseph said to his brethren, ye met it for evil, but God met it for good. And then he blessed them. He took them into his home and he shared with them all that God had given to him. That is the grace of forgiveness which God gives within the family of God. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, 
forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And if our hearts are right, there is no feeling there except that the Lord be glorified and that these matters be overruled in his providence and in his way for his glory and for his grace. Now let us turn, please, to the communion hymn, and the elders will come down as we sing the first and the last verses, Break Thou the Bread of Life, hymn number 292, first and last stanzas, please. Jesus on the night in which he was betrayed was with his disciples in 
the upper room. And they had just finished the Passover supper, which did represent his body and his blood, the lamb that was to be slain. And he made the transition from the Old Testament to the New Testament. And at the close of that Passover, he took the bread which was before them and he broke it in the presence of his disciples and said, this bread is my body which is broken for you. And then he took the cup which was the fruit of the vine and he sucked it and he gave it to his disciples saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Drink ye all of it. For as oft as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show forth the Lord's death until he comes. And in keeping with that word from him, we are now assembled about his table with the bread and with the cup, that we might be partakers of the blessing and the grace which he promised to those disciples. It is by faith that we partake. There's nothing in anything that I may say that can change the nature of these elements. All the power that is here is in the Spirit of God as we by faith receive of our Savior who is represented to us in this broken bread and in this shed blood. May we pray. Our Father and our God, we thank Thee that there is a redemption, final, full, perfect, and that our justification in Thy sight is possible only because Christ paid it all, and all to Him we owe. We thank thee that when he cried, it is finished, that the work of redemption had been accomplished. And now as we gather about this table, wilt thou bless us. Open our hearts. And we thank especially just now of Dr. Richter, who's not with us for the first time through these many years. And wilt thou comfort his heart today in the Cooper Hospital. And may he be returned to us in thine own time restored in his strength, that he may minister again with us in this place. Father, we thank thee that through these many years we have stood as a church and we've sought to win souls to Christ and we've sought to train our young people in the ways that they should go. May we continue that task. And may a church be preserved on this earth according to thy word. And we thank thee for our Bible Presbyterian Church. It's great ministry to separation. It's great ministry throughout the whole world in behalf of a reformation in our day. For Christ's sake, amen.
Now, beloved, this is the Lord's table, and those of you who are not members of our church, but who are truly sorry for your sins and have made public profession of your faith in Christ, we invite you to join us in this table. And also the children in our churches, in our family, who are not members of the church, that is, communicant members, are not to take of the communion until they do become the communicant members of the church. And our Savior said, This bread is my body, which is broken for you. thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Thou turnest man to destruction, and sayest, Return, ye children of man, for a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as asleep. In the morning they are like grass which groweth up. In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. For we are consumed by thine anger and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins in the light of thy countenance. 
For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. The days of our years are threescore years and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength, labor, and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we fly away. Who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. O satisfy us early with thy mercy that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. Let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. And establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eye shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. Therefore will I deliver him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him 
and show him my salvation. Has anyone been overlooked in the passing of the bread? And our Savior said, Take and eat. Savior also took the cup, and when he had supped, he gave it to his disciples.
There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if so be that the Spirit of God dwell in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren, ye are debtors uh, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh, for if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him who hath subjected the same in hope, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now. And not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our body. For we are saved by hope, but hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, 
then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the heart knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are thee called according to his purpose. For whom he did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called, and whom he called, them he also justified, and whom he justified, them he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature, shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord.
Has anyone been overlooked in the serving of the cup? And our Savior said, Drink ye all of it. also read that before they went out they sang a hymn together let us turn to hymn number 477 just as I am without one plea we'll sing just the two verses and then we will stand as we always do when the roll is called up yonder in our prayer and benediction
Father, we thank thee that thou hast indeed seated us in heavenly places together. And may we go from here resolved in our hearts to serve thee as never before. May we be witnesses, living witnesses. And indeed, our Father, may we count everything lost, save for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus our Lord. Now bless our church. Be with the outreach of its testimony. Bless the entire movement of which we're a part throughout the world. We thank thee for giving us a cause in this last day, the cause of our Lord on this earth. And now may grace and mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be and abide upon each one of you now and forevermore. Amen.